hosts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. I absolutely hate being negative. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I guess I'm being too negative, but a duck is a duck and you have to call it like you see it, right? Stocks continued to be whipsawed here and there just doesn't seem to be any real clear direction in the market. And that's mainly because the dust from the president's tweets a few weeks ago, well, that dust hasn't settled yet. Now the trade talks could go in either direction and I'm reluctant to take a stance here. And I prefer to err on the side of caution. Seems clear to me that the markets want to go higher and they crave a U.S.-China trade deal. But I think things have taken a turn for the worse and the odds of a near-term deal have fallen significantly. I've been waving the yellow flag for a couple of months now. I thought that we would work our way through this soft patch in the global economy and that global growth would pick up in the latter half of this year. Well, I think that thesis is clearly in jeopardy now. What's also troublesome is that yields continue to fall. Remember, low yields usually benefit the market, the stock market, that is. Your investment dollars are always looking for their best alternative. And I'll exaggerate here to make my point. If you go to the bank and you can get a CD paying 2% with little risk, well, a lot of investors will take on the risk of having their money in the stock market because they know that they can't retire getting 2% on their money. Therefore, stocks or the price investors are willing to pay for stocks go up and vice versa. If interest rates go up, investment income looks more attractive. So rates have been going down, but at some point, this becomes a bad thing because it's signaling that future growth is waning. Another thing that's troubling is the average stock has failed to make new highs as the market has. It's only been a handful of stocks that have done the heavy lifting. When things are going well, all parts of the market should be participating. And you'd like to see the rest of the world doing well too. With the exception of the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, no other stock market, at least in dollar terms, confirms the breakout to new highs. Summing it all up, I think the risk-reward trade-off is poor, and I'm going to stay cautious because I think the trade war re-escalation pushes out the global growth recovery to maybe early next year. Now, that's my big picture call. I'm not some great macroeconomist. I don't even play one on TV, and I'm not going to hang my hat on it. I'm a fundamentally driven value investor, and I'll keep looking for opportunities. Thank you, and welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm your host, Eric Whiteman, partner here at the XML Financial Group. Last week, before we all went away on the long weekend, we wrapped up our spring workshop series. We did six events throughout the month of May, and I want to thank everyone who came out. They went so well, we're thinking about doing another series come this fall. At the beginning of almost every one of these workshops, I said to the group that I believe if you do three things, three things, you would greatly increase your odds of success over the long run. And the first one is having a plan. 
That's just good common sense. A few years ago, one of the most popular apps was Couch to 5K. People wanted to be more active, be a little bit healthier. So they set a goal and they've developed a plan. The plan being the training that the app provided. It's the same thing with your financial life. You need to have a plan to get to where you want to be. Number two was to be value-oriented in your investments. We do this in all parts of our lives. We go to the supermarket and we see something that we like and it's on sale. Well, we buy more because we're getting a great deal. But a lot of times when it comes to our investments, we forget about seeking out value and we invest in things because, well, it did well in the past or, well, everyone else is doing it. I think it's imperative that you're value-oriented when you invest. That's what this show is all about. I try to give you ideas that you can take away and research and see if they make sense for your portfolio. I want you to be cheap. I want you to find good value for your investment dollars. And number three was to be patient. Have a well-diversified, value-oriented portfolio and be patient. Don't constantly worry about how your portfolio is performing versus the market. This is where the plan will help you. A lot of investors don't need to outperform the market. The plan will tell you what your portfolio needs to do for you, and that's how you should construct it. I told people to turn off the sound on their TV when they turn into the financial news shows. They're talking a lot of stuff that eh, probably doesn't really matter to you. It's entertainment. We believe the better informed we are, the better decisions we make, right? Well, it's not always true. There was a study done with handicappers, you know, the people who bet on horse races for a living. Well, each handicapper was given five pieces of data that they thought were the most important for them to pick the winner of a race. And they were also asked for their level of confidence in their picks. And they were given more data and more data up to the point where they had 40 pieces of data on each horse for each race. Well, it turns out that they weren't any better at choosing the winners with more data, but their confidence in their picks basically doubled. Yeah, they didn't choose more winners, but they were more sure of themselves. Yes, you do need a certain amount of information and you do need to do your homework, but I think the constant flow of news, the minute by minute, probably isn't going to be much help to you in the long run. And if you're reacting to every headline, well, it may actually hurt you in the short term. I suggest you buy high quality investments when you think you're buying them at a discount to what they're worth and then be patient. I think those three things would help a lot of investors, having a plan, being value-oriented, and being patient. The question is, what do we do now? Markets all are all over the place. Are there things that we should be looking at? Well, the answer is yes. I think there are things that we should be looking at. In this type of environment, having some defensive type names seems rather appealing. On top of that, as yields have come down, the fixed income proxies look that much more appealing to me. We've seen the REITs, we've seen the utilities doing real well here. Well, 
that brings me to the telcos, the telecom companies. I know they're not the sexiest names out there. You're not going to be bragging and bragging about owning them at the next barbecue over the weekend, but I do think that they're worth a look. These companies aren't going anywhere. They have limited exposure to China. Pricing looks like it's starting to pick up. Valuations are low. Dividend yields are relatively high and nobody likes them. The analysts are extremely bearish on these companies. The biggest negative with them is that they carry a high debt load. You have a couple of names that you can look at here. Verizon, symbol VZ, and AT&T, symbol T. I prefer AT&T over Verizon just because of the dividend yield. AT&T right now is yielding about 6.3% and Verizon is yielding about 4%. Again, these aren't companies that have some tremendous growth rates. As a matter of fact, AT&T over the last five years has grown their earnings per share on average at around 6% per year. And that's probably what we could expect out of them going forward, a mid-single-digit type growth. But you add in that 6% type of dividend and you end up getting a decent total return. That's assuming no change in the multiple or what people are willing to pay for a dollar of their earnings. And I think there could be some upside with AT&T. Their core businesses, well, they're a bit messy. Their direct TV business has been posting disappointing subscriber metrics. The wireless business has been flattish for a while now. And that's because of competition between them, Verizon and T-Mobile. But they're still profitable and the profitability is, well, it's been decent. They've also recently completed the merger with Time Warner, which I think will help their margins. They'll upgrade their streaming services to better compete and they'll be able to attract more advertising dollars. All in all, free cash flow should remain solid, enabling them to to continue to raise the dividend and shrink their debt load. Value Line gives them an A++ for their balance sheet, 100 for their earnings predictability, and one for safety. Those are all the highest marks that you can get from Value Line. And from a valuation standpoint, it's trading at the lowest average multiple that I've seen in 15 years. I think AT&T is a buy here. But as always, you need to do your own research and make sure it's appropriate for you. That's about all we have time for today. This is Eric Whiteman. This is Common Sense Investing, and we'll be back next week. Until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. You've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice 
advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.